a lot of victories over the weekend for the Hoosiers. A lot of big ones, a lot of important ones of varying degrees. One pretty notable loss as well that we will talk about all four games from men's basketball, women's basketball, an NCAA tournament win for men's soccer, and whatever that was on the football field by the Hoosiers on Saturday. You are Locked On Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, guys? It is Monday, November 22nd. This is Locked On Hoosiers, your daily source for IU Athletics News. Thanks for making Locked On Hoosiers part of your day. Thanks for making Locked On Hoosiers your first listen every day. Remember, Locked On Hoosiers is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube at Locked On Hoosiers. If you're watching on YouTube, you just saw a little, uh, little behind the curtain that we also share this with Locked On Sapers as well. So uh, be sure to subscribe to us on YouTube. Today's episode is brought to you by Sonos. Sonos is the official sponsor of ESPN College Football. Go to Sonos.com to learn more. Plenty to talk about on today's episode. Men's basketball picked up a just suffocating victory over Louisiana on Sunday evening. Uh, the football team, I don't even know how to describe what they did on Saturday. Uh, the women's basketball team survived a bit of a scare, and the men's soccer team earned a pretty comprehensive victory to move into the Sweet 16. We're going to try to touch on all those things without going too long on the day. Uh, no promises on that, but we have plenty to talk about this holiday week. As always, you can subscribe to Locked on Hoosiers wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Hoosiers. Follow us on Instagram at Locked on Hoosiers. Let's start with that basketball game because honestly, that's what I'm most excited about right now. This men's basketball team is better than I could have really imagined this early into Mike Woodson's tenure. They win on Sunday evening, for those that missed it, 76-44. I don't even think that begins to tell the story of this game. That margin was far greater. It never really felt like Louisiana was in this game, and that was because of a suffocating, just dismantling defense. We're going to have to start figuring out a lot of synonyms and adjectives to describe this uh, IU defense because, my word, are they only getting better and better. My notes literally just say, holy crap, that defense. Uh, it's hard to really put into words how good they've been. We're going to try to give you some stats to tell you how good they've been. So during that first half, uh, Louisiana missed 25 straight shots. Now, a couple of them were open looks. Their three-point shooting was woeful on the night some of those attempts weren't even close to the rim they but they missed 25 straight shots some of a lot of them were near the rim that the Hoosiers were defending they went 13 minutes and 52 seconds without a field goal in the first half they finished the first half shooting and this is not a typo four of 34 from the field just 11.7 percent staggering numbers it was 37 to 14 at halftime uh, louisiana was stuck on four points forever during that half went on a bit of a run i guess you could call it at the end of the half uh to get all the way up to 14 points 
Hoosiers kept the pedal to the metal in the second half before kind of letting up in garbage time a bit. And yet they Sunday was the lowest field goal percentage allowed in a game by the Hoosiers since 1996-97. Louisiana, the Raging Cajuns, shot 19.2%. Just astounding uh, how good this defense is, has been, continues to be. Uh, we talked on Friday that Louisiana's offense was not great. They The Hoosier defense made them look awful. And the reason this game scoreline was close was because the Hoosiers did all that one by 30 despite committing 27 turnovers. A lot to fix on that. And that is a very much a growing concern for this team. Uh, the amount of turnovers they're having on a fairly regular basis through the first four games. If the defense is the big positive, I think the turnovers is the thing I'm most concerned about right now because while the defense is going to keep them in a lot a lot of games this season, especially in conference play, if you're turning the ball over like that, it doesn't really matter how good the defense is because you're literally just giving away possession. So 27 turnovers on the night. Uh, is far, far above the target of 12 that Mike Woodson wants to uh, not go over. It's over double that. So there's a lot of running for the Hoosiers in practice today, but it's easier to be kind of self-critical about uh, the team after a 30-plus point victory. Uh, a couple players I want to highlight. I'm not going to go too deep into this game or this team because I want to talk with Jared, hopefully, for Tuesday's episode about this basketball team for the entire podcast. But two players I want to highlight. First, Parker Stewart. I can't overstate how big I think it is that he found his shot and he gets going. He had the reputation and the the stats to back up him being a uh, three-point shooter prior to this season. He finally finds his stroke. He was red hot for a stretch there in the second half. Finishes with 16 points, was 4 or 5 from 3, 6 or 7 from the field. He is super, super important to this Hoosier team, uh, this offense, to keep defenses honest. Because the longer that shooting slump went on, the more they were going to sag off of him. If he's able to continue that reputation as a shooter, defenses are going to stay honest to him. And it opens up space for your Xavier Johnsons on drives, your Trace Jackson Davis in the post, things of that nature. Other person I want to highlight from this game, uh, speaking of guards, is Christian Lander. Rob Finnessy was out with a leg injury. They announced about an hour and a half before the game. No clue, really, on the severity of that. But uh, between that, between Trey Galloway's injury, Christian Lander actually played more minutes than Xavier Johnson on the night, though a lot of that was the second half, kind of the garbage time that Christian Lander played in. I would say this is probably one of the best games Christian Lander has played in an IU jersey. Uh, played 24 minutes, finished with nine points, six assists, did have four turnovers. Pretty much everybody on the court had turnovers, <laughs> a turnover problem on the night, but diving on the floor for loose balls. Uh, he also grabbed six rebounds. Just the energy, the playmaking that everybody had hoped he would be able to flash. And he showed it. He took advantage of that opportunity 
on given to him on Sunday with Fennessey's injury. Uh, took full advantage of it, and what a big performance from him. And it's going to be interesting to see how much he stays in the rotation now. Again, don't really know the severity of Fennessey's injury, but Galloway, as we know, is going to be a, uh, at least a month, month and a half. So there's minutes to be had, and Lander made a pretty strong case on Sunday to take those minutes. As I said, we're going to talk more about this team uh, in tomorrow's episode. I want to talk about Tamar Bates, uh, whether he's making a push to get in the starting lineup. Uh, obviously, there's plenty to talk about with Trace and Race. Uh, just a ton to talk about, ton of excitement for this team. Jordan Geronimo trying to dunk on everybody is awesome to watch. He almost had one of the wildest putbacks I've seen in that uh, late in that second half, but we'll talk about that all in tomorrow's episode. What we're going to talk about today next is that men's soccer victory to move to the Sweet 16 in the NCAA tournament and how how they won, who they're going to be facing, everything of that nature. First, though, let's talk about prize picks. If you guys don't already know, prize picks is a leader in college sports daily fantasy. Uh, prize picks offers more college football props than anyone in the world and offers the star players of power five teams as well as mid-majors you probably haven't even heard of. Also have college basketball available as we're talking about that. Prize picks offers any prop you can think of in football, whether it's yards, whether it's touchdowns, receptions, rushes, interceptions thrown. Right now, all users that deposit and use promo code locked on will receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. That's free money that they're giving you. You can bet on the who's your basketball team on Tuesday roll over the rest of that money to the football uh, oak and bucket game on Saturday. Uh, however you guys want to do it. It's simple. You pick two to five players, pick the over under on their prop, went up to 10 times your entry. Don't hesitate. Check out pricepicks.com and use promo code locked on or go to the app store, download the app today. Price picks is daily fantasy made easy. Who's your men's soccer team? Picked up a 2-0 win over Bowling Green on Saturday. A little bit of a delayed game, I believe by two hours because of the rain overnight and into the morning in Bloomington. Uh, the field did not enjoy that after it's been a long 2021 for that field between the spring season and then into this late into this fall season. It's the last game they're going to play on that field, though. Last game for a lot of seniors, I'd imagine, on that team. But the Hoosiers come away with the 2 nothing win to move on to the Sweet 16. Uh, that rain we mentioned kind of changed Indiana's approach. Uh, Bowling Green played a pretty high line, means their defense is way up the field. It's a risk-reward type of thing where uh, the hope is that the other team won't be able to time it right to play passes over top uh, over them, and it allows uh, the team to be further up the field, basically. And because of the rain... The ball just kind of skidded across the turf, and it worked for Bowling Green through that first half. There were no goals in it. Hoosiers had to change how they did things at halftime. Uh, it was less passing the ball over that line and more just running directly at them. Herbert Indeley, uh, the chief one among them, for those that remember in the NCAA tournament, he is crazy fast, crazy dangerous with the ball. Scored the Hoosiers' only goal in the College Cup, uh, and he set up, Really, both the goals for the Hoosiers. The first one earns a free kick that 
initially isn't put on goal. The play's recycled. Ball gets crossed in, uh, knocked down to Victor Bezerra in the box, and he quickly slots at home for a uh, 1-0 lead in the 47th minute right after halftime. Second goal was directly from Indeley. He makes a run through the middle. Perfect little layoff to Spencer Glass on the left side, who fires a perfect shot across the goal into the far corner. Uh, just a beautiful, well-worked goal. Great first-time finish for Glass for his first goal of the season. And that was all it took. Uh, the Hoosiers actually went with some more seniors over some of the young guys. Uh, maybe not seniors, but more experience. We've talked all season about your Samuel Sarvers, your Tommy Mahalik's, uh, that have been crucial to this team. The Hoosiers went with some of the experience to get this victory. Technically, they were outshot on the night, uh, or I should say on the day. Didn't that doesn't really tell the story because the Hoosiers weren't really threatened all that much. Roman Celentano had to make a couple of saves, uh, but ultimately nothing was too threatening. Hoosiers were able to just see out a fairly comfortable win, which was not the norm for seeded teams this weekend, this past week, uh, because boy, oh boy, were there some upsets and some notable ones. Starting on Thursday, Maryland lost to LIU 1-0 out of the tournament. The most shocking result, I think, by far, Penn State loses to Hofstra. Again, not a typo, what I'm about to say. 8-1, Penn State loses. An absurd scoreline. Penn State just goes absolutely crashing out of the tournament. Marshall, who IU fans will remember, defending national champions, Lose to Providence in double overtime on a golden goal, diving header by Providence with about six minutes left to knock out the defending champions. Just a ton of upsets so that the Hoosiers were able to come away with this victory. Important, notable for things down the line. But what really matters right now is that next weekend they will travel across the country uh washington beat portland on sunday night three to one so the hoosiers will travel to washington for the sweet 16 matchup washington's your number two seed uh, they've been pretty highly ranked all season long i think they had a spell as a number one team for a bit but regardless they have been top ranked team all season it's going to be an absolute test for the hoosiers but this is as experienced a team as you're going to find in the country, uh, evidenced by the fact they were in the college uh, national championship game just a couple months ago. So big victory on the day for the Hoosiers, which, again, more than you can say about a lot of teams. We, we mentioned it. It's survive in advance. It doesn't have to be pretty, but just get the victory. I think the Hoosiers do that just about as well as anyone else. They're going to go into Washington with Celentano, Mooney, Mayer, all as in form as they can be. Uh, those three are playing incredibly well. And you, ha always, you have guys like Glass, Bezerra, even Endley, as we saw, that can just produce a moment of magic. And sometimes that's what it takes in a tournament format. Just need one goal. We saw it against Pitt in the Final Four. In the College Cup, just one moment by Indeley scores the goal, and that's it. So 
it's all it's going to take for these Hoosiers up in Washington. A tough, tough challenge that they're going to have next weekend, but uh, I would back this team over just about any. Doesn't seem like there's any sort of hangover from their loss to Maryland to in the regular season, their loss to um, Penn State in the Big Ten title game. Saturday night, 8 o'clock, Hoosiers will take on Washington. No info on the where it'll be available TV-wise, anything like that. We'll keep you updated with that later in the week. We also have a women's basketball game and a football game to talk about. Let's uh, let's talk about both those here in a moment. First, we need to talk about our good friends at Built Bar. If you guys haven't tried out Built Bar by now, you are missing out. They say it's a protein bar, but it does not taste like one. It's not chalky, waxy, hard to choke down. Covered in 100% real chocolate. Tastes like a candy bar, honestly. And the best part is it doesn't uh, have the calories or anything of a candy bar. Uh, They are low in carb, low in calorie, low in fat, low in sugar, high in protein, all healthy, all tasty, delicious protein bars. Uh, They have so many flavors to choose from, coconut, mint brownie, caramel, double chocolate, cherry barcia. They have limited time flavors. They have Black Friday specials coming up. Uh, You guys don't want to miss out. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCK15. Get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. IU women's basketball team survived a bit of a scare over the weekend. Uh, They hang on for a 67-59 win over Quinnipiac. It was not pretty through much of the first three quarters. Quinnipiac jumped out to an early lead, a concerning slow start again. For the Hoosiers, but this time there wasn't McKenzie Holmes to kind of power them through it with that 17 to nothing run they had uh, last week. This time uh, they struggled for quite a while. McKenzie Holmes was in foul trouble and they turned to Grace Berger and Allie Patberg to get the victory. Grace Berger again throws in a uh, full court, well, maybe two thirds court heave uh, at the buzzer of the first half. Uh, that didn't serve as quite the momentum boost as um, the three-pointer at the end of the third quarter from Allie Patberg. Hoosiers didn't lead until late in the third. Uh, they got a free throw to go up one, and then Patberg hit a three to put the Hoosiers up four going into the fourth quarter. And then it was Patberg and Berger that carried this team through the fourth. Two experienced guards, as experienced as you're going to find, In the country, they combined for 12 of the 20 points in the fourth quarter. Berger had seven. Uh, Most of hers coming late when the Hoosiers needed baskets to keep Quinnipiac at bay. Uh, Pat Berg had big corner three-pointer as well. She had five points in that final period. It was Again, it wasn't pretty, but you'll take them all the same. Uh, The Hoosiers hang on. That's a good Quinnipiac team as well. Probably will win the MAC um, up there. But on Saturday, it was just not enough for them. Hoosiers will now be off until Saturday, or excuse me, Thursday uh, on Thanksgiving. 
They will face the defending national champion Stanford in the Bahamar Pink Flamingo Classic in the Bahamas. They get Stanford on Thursday. Then on Saturday, they get Miami. Both those games are going to be on Flow Hoops, which is a subscription-based site. So if you want to pay to watch these Hoosiers women, they absolutely deserve it. But that's going to be the only way to watch them. Thursday, it's going to be at 1.30. So while you're preparing dinner or after you're done with your lunch, you can turn the girls on, these ladies on, I should say, and watch him take on the defending national champions. Last, and honestly, certainly least, right now is this football team. For those that didn't see, they lose 35-14. to 14. Uh, I don't know what else is left to say about this team. I'm going to be honest, I didn't watch the second half. The women's basketball game was on at the same time. I watched the first half of the uh, football game and decided I wanted to watch a good team and turned on the women's basketball game. Uh, the Hoosiers led for uh, most of the first half, honestly. It's kind of a reoccurring trend that their first drive is creative, exciting, looks like this team has figured things out. Uh, I don't know if it's Nick Sheridan. I don't know who it is that is scripting these plays, but the scripted drive each game is terrific. Uh, Macaulay ran a bunch. Ty Freifogel got an end around. Peyton Hendershot took a took a handoff. Uh, they didn't throw or didn't complete a pass, I should say, um, in the first drive, and yet went 14 plays, 92 yards, and a little over six minutes to score. And they held that lead through the first quarter, into the second quarter, and control I controlled more or less most of the game. Um, they give up a touchdown, right? Six minutes to go, give up another touchdown with, uh, about 40 seconds to go. And then inexplicably Macaulay throws one of the worst passes I've seen all season, which is saying something with this team and Minnesota returns it, uh, to the Indiana 31. And then they, the golden Gophers score again with 14 seconds left to go up 21 to seven. That's when I pulled the plug and turned the game. I just don't know what to make of this team. I don't know what good it's doing to keep the status quo right now. Like they clearly don't trust Donovan McCauley to throw the ball for better or for worse. I don't, I don't know if it's a matter of he can't make the reads. The offensive line can't protect. He only attempted seven throws two of them were intercepted uh 17 yards passing he ran 16 times for 72 yards and a touchdown um his touchdown run was really nice even though it came after a fumbled snap which is again another odd problem for him uh under center or in the backfield but the hoosiers had 92 yards on the first play and finished the entire day with 218 yards so and that even includes garbage time, where Grant Grimmel threw a touchdown. Um, I again, I don't, I don't know what to make of this team. Mercifully, this is going to end next week, next weekend, and then there just needs to be so much turnover. I don't, I, I don't know if it's starting at square one with Tom Allen. 
but it certainly feels like just about all the momentum is gone from this program. A truly, truly disastrous year. It'd be nice if they finished it with, it'd be more than nice if they finished it with an old Oak and Bucket victory. I don't know how you could possibly feel confident about that right now. Purdue is actually pretty good this season, especially relative to the Hoosiers. Everybody's pretty good relative to the Hoosiers. Um, so I don't know how you could feel confident. Purdue's favored by 15 in this game. It's not going to be pretty. I don't think that game's going to be close. And then you're looking at a season in which you don't beat a Power 5 team. I We've talked a lot about this team. I'm going to save the uh, rant about whatever happened, the discussion, until after the season. But there needs to be some inquisitions into this program and how it got to this point this season because this is worse than the worst-case scenario, which I know doesn't make sense. But if you would have dreamt up a worst-case scenario for this team this season back in September, August, uh, I don't think 2-10 and 10 is where you would have went. And that's a problem. So the Hoosiers have a lot of questions to answer. Unfortunately, they have one more game to seems like suffer through at this point. If you can't get up for a Purdue game, if you're that team, then I don't know. You need to look in the mirror as well. So maybe there's a better effort from this team, but the execution hasn't been there in a long time. So I don't really know what to make of this team, but this was a disaster and it continues to be a disaster. Every week they take the field at this point. So hopefully there'll be a bright finish to the season, but nothing about this season as a whole was bright. We'll talk about them next week after the season is over. Try to figure out what happened and where they go from here. For now, though, thanks again for making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen every day. We're going to be back on Tuesday, I believe, with Jared to talk about, with or without him, we're going to talk a lot more about this basketball team, about what's been great through the first four games, the identity of this team, where they go from here, what's sustainable, all that stuff. We'll talk about certain players, Tamar Bates, Race, Thompson, Trace Jackson Davis, all those guys, Xavier Johnson. We have plenty to talk about with that team. We're going to have a much more uh, exciting show tomorrow. Now for your second listen today, locked on, go over to Locked on Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. Thanks, as always, for leaving your feedback. I want this to be a conversation. Leave a rating. Tweet at me. Whatever it takes to ask any questions you guys may have, anything like that. Uh, follow us on Twitter. Subscribe to the podcast. Rate and review. All that great stuff. But most importantly, guys, have a great Monday in LEO.